The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on this Friday as we finish out the week together. We're glad you're with us and hope as we look into God's Word today that this can be a time of encouragement and help. And again, with thanks for joining us. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 10. So if you're following along, Matthew chapter 10, as we work our way through this chapter, we're in verse number 27 here in a second. And it just talks about as Jesus is still instructing his disciples as he's about to send them out, he's given instruction on what to expect and not to expect. He's given instructions on persecution, how to respond to it. Now he's going to take some time and give instruction and really help them to understand where the perspective is. Why do we do this? Who should I fear? One of the phrases you hear in a church about God, you hear it and read it in scripture. It's a very valid phrase. It talks about the fear of God, fear of the Lord. Uh, Proverbs says that's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. But what does it mean? Is this a frightening fear? Like we are afraid of God and we don't ever want to talk to him. Some would say, well, it's just respect. While that is true, can I say that in the way we use terms today, I feel like, yes, it's not a, I'm afraid of God in the aspect of fear, in you know, fright, as we'd say today. But I think in the other end of just saying respect, I think that's too level down. It's it's too watered down of a comment. He is still almighty God, creator of the universe. And so there is a a fear, but we're going to look at this, that what is, what does he describe a little bit? And there's more, a lot more in scripture that talk about the fear of the Lord. So not all the teachings found in these verses, but I think he's got some great principles in these verses that we can see. So he says in chapter 10, verse 27, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach in the housetop. So God's going to give them instructions. God's going to tell them what to teach. They need to go do it. Now, I'm telling you, and I'm saying this as a preacher, sometimes when God lays something on your heart, you know it's from God, you know it's, it's in context of what you're teaching, it can be frightening because there's a chance. Somebody may not like it, and it, it can be part of it. Now, this was different because this is not just... The pastor saying something wondering. Yeah, that, 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 that's a very different realm than this. There are going to be some people who not only like it, they were told just a few moments ago, they're going to throw you in jail over this. So he's coming to the end. Listen, I'm going to give you instructions. I want you to say it. So really what he's starting off with is there needs to be a boldness in the belief and love of Christ. Then he says, and what you're going to teach, and he goes, preach in the housetops. Be not be ashamed of it. Scream it out. Then he says in verse 28, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body and hell. So he says, do not go out concerned about this idea of who can hurt you. Now, the next thing he says is be concerned about one who can actually destroy. Now, someone's soul in hell. He's not referencing that if they don't do it right, that they will be put in hell. That, that's not what he's talking about here. He's saying, you're going to go out and be concerned about your own physical body, but I need you to be concerned about the fact that what, you're, you, what you've been asked to do is more important than the physical realm. You're preaching to people about eternity. You're preaching to people about the fact that if they don't come to God, they will be placed in hell forever. 
Uh, you can argue that. You can say, you know, I don't like it. It's not tolerant. But it is biblical fact. He goes, so don't be afraid of them. Be afraid of me telling you them because I have the power over life. I have the power over death. I have the power over hell. I want people out. So I need you to fear me. I need you to see what I want more importantly than what people need to do to you. Simply, I guess, the way I would put this in my perspective is I need to be more concerned with the mission that God has set for the kingdom than I do my own personal health and gain. And that's what he's referencing, and I, and I think he's right in that area. Then he continues, he, and he gives a description. Um, Are not two sparrows sold for one copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore you are more value than many sparrows. Now he references the sparrows, you buy them for a coin. Uh, he goes, one falls to the ground. He goes, they know that. So... He just goes back to the reference of he even cares about the sparrows, a, a simple bird. He goes, but you're, the hairs of your head are numbered. Now, here's what he's saying. I know things about you you don't know. I know not only the hairs in your head and the physical parts of your body, right, the, you know, our weight, whether we want to admit it or not. I know those things, Jesus says. He says, but that means I also know the battle in your heart. I know the battle in your mind. I know that part of you that doesn't want to do what I'm asking you to do. I know the fear that comes when I ask it. I know the apprehension. I know the anxiety that this brings. And I know the depression that sometimes life brings in. I know the anger that sometimes can come when things don't go the way. The confusion that happens when God doesn't always answer our prayers quickly or the way we want him to. Uh, I know these things going through your mind. And I say all that because God knows even the times of our lack of faith. And yet he still loves us. And that's something that I say is, is extremely important in that aspect, that we do need to remember. And he's talking about this fear. He goes, are you not more valuable than, other, than even these birds, than many of these birds? What he's saying is, I know you and I find you valuable. Don't you love the fact that he states he knows the hairs on our head. He knows us intimately, things we don't know or won't willing to admit. And yet he loves us anyway. I think we sometimes get this idea because we look at the mirror and we see what we hope no one else sees. That part of us that we wish we could change, that we don't like. And we look at that, we get frustrated. And yet God knows that and more. And yet he finds us valuable. Because our value is not just in what we can do or not do. It's not in our, whether we're good or bad. Our value is in the fact that we were created in the image of God. And he loves us no matter what. And he wants to use us no matter what. And that's the value that he can find in us. And so we should find courage from that. So here comes the aspect, what do we learn about fear in that aspect? So when I know that I need to either stand for right or compromise, stand for right as a parent or let my kid do something I think is wrong, uh, biblically wrong, or you know, as a church, kid, do we stand for the Bible or do we compromise because of what the world says? And by the way, we always stand the Bible on that one. All right? So, but there are times... And our country's getting there. To do those things might be fearful. There might be long-term repercussions towards churches in our country at some point to stand on Scripture. So what do we do? Do we fear the government? No, we fear God. And we fear him. We fear him knowing he loves us and he's going to take care of us. But there's still a fear. I will be more afraid of God than I am man. And I hope we are. I hope we are. More respectful, more reverent, more fearful of God than we are man. Because there is a comfort in that. You know, you grew up 
and your dad, one of the things that made it, one of the reasons that you were comfortable when your mom, when your dad was home, right, and you thought something was going on, you could sleep in your room comfortably because you knew dad was down there. Why? Because you also knew dad was strong enough to take you to town, right? That strength that gave you a level of fear of your dad was the same strength that knew that he could overcome what was coming into the home. That's the same thing we do with God. The fear that I have that he's more powerful than me is the fear, is the reverence I have to have comfort that in that power he can take care of me. That's a simple principle about the fear of God, but I do hope that it's an encouragement that he loves you. He's more powerful than anything you're going to face, and he'll take care of you because you are valuable to him. Thanks again for joining us today and spending this week together with us. Uh, we hope it's an encouragement. We'll be back here on Monday. So hope you join us as we continue through the life of Christ in Matthew's Gospel on Monday.